Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Blaze No Glory, the podcast. I'm joined by a very special guest, Sarah Latte. Uh, Sarah's an ice hockey player, but um, before that, she played ringette in Finland. Uh, hello, Sarah. Hello. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. So uh, the reason I got you on, Sarah, is obviously uh, to talk a little bit about ringette. So firstly, could you explain what ringette actually is? Yeah, so ringette is a sport, ice-based team sport, um, played with five skaters and a goalie. So sounds a bit like like ice hockey, but rules-wise, um, it's a different, different game. So... Um, for example, there is no offside, but you have to pass to someone over a blue line, for example. So that makes it um, more of a team sport in that sense that you need your teammates to advance to the other end and score a goal, for example. Um, another big difference is, is just the equipment and what you play with and what the name Ringette comes from is actually that you play with a rubber ring um, and the stick that you use doesn't have a blade. So it's just a straight stick that then you um, you insert in the ring and that's how you carry it on the ice. So I just briefly, that's that's the main difference. Okay, and, and, and how did you uh, discover Ringet? So... I mean, I'm going to reveal my age here now, but uh, when I was in uh, in kindergarten in Finland, where I grew up, um, I saw saw an ad in the local newspaper <laughs> about um, kind of like come try ringette type of type of event, and uh, yeah, I was about six or seven years old, and um, yeah, ended up going <laughs> to the event, and um, then playing for I don't know 23 years uh, from that moment so um, yeah that's how I got involved <laughs> and in terms of uh, obviously there'll be a lot of transferable skills between ice hockey and, and ringette what, what's the main difference in sort of shooting and passing um, compared to ice hockey yeah so I mean shooting wise it's really hard to do a slap shot in ringette because there is no blade um, and really the only time that you wouldn't insert your stick in the ring is that if um, if you have to shoot so fast that you kind of do it ice hockey style so you just touch the edge of the the ring but usually that's quite inaccurate accurate so you don't really really tend to see that um, in terms of a wrist shot um, I think it's actually maybe a bit easier in, in ringette. The technique is very similar, but I'd say just in terms of stick handling, shooting that um, slightly easier backhand shots. Um, again, like being able to insert the stick inside the ring um, makes it slightly quicker perhaps than ice hockey. Well, at least in on my like recreational ice hockey level for sure, and uh, then in terms of passing, because um, a fairly similar instructions probably that that yeah you actually actually insert the stick um, in the ring. 
Yeah, sorry. And um, we lost you just a little bit there. You said in terms of instructions and then we kind of lost you. So I don't know if you oh, could yeah. maybe just repeat that again. Okay. Yeah, no worries. Um, so passing wise, I'd say kind of fairly, fairly similar to ice hockey in terms of receiving the pass, uh, like giving a pass, but the, the difference really comes from you know how you how you handle the puck is obviously you can't really um, because it's one solid piece. So being able to insert the stick uh, in the ring makes a big difference in terms of the well passes are perhaps harder um, to receive because of that because it's a tiny tiny um, area the end of the stick that you have to get inside the, the ring rather than having the blade of a hockey stick to, to receive the pass, for example. Okay, cool, cool. And and, and when you're defending, uh, we've tried to play ringette and admittedly it was with a dog toy rather than a proper ringette ring, but um, yeah. just at training with our sticks upside down. And it tends to turn into a bit, um, it gets a bit feisty because everyone's trying to lift each other's stick and it's quite... Uh, yeah quite violent is that is that what ringette's like or is it a bit more tame than that when when people are defending yeah it's it's funny the the, the kind of like pitch for ringette back in the day in the 1960s when it was invented was that it's a contact free sport um and it was an option to ice hockey actually um but when i look at the elite ringette players today um the physicality is just just off the charts really like i don't think you can associate non-contact with ringette anymore um that might have been the case still i don't know let's say 15 years ago but definitely not now so it is very physical um and i guess what's maybe a bit scary as well is that um i guess because um, players want to be as fast uh, and nimble as can to protect the ring. Um, so it's it's also you need a bit more physicality to actually, um, yeah, like actually take the ring from from someone. Sorry, I think I lost you there now. Oh, have you got me? Can you hear me again? I can hear you now. Yeah. Right, good, yeah. good. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I got a bit about being being quite nimble and and, and the, the physicality to take the ring, um, and and then we kind of lost you, and you sounded like a little bit like you were underwater. So, so what were you saying just after that? Um, just trying to remember. Um, I guess that um, what I was trying to say was that also when you, um it's easier to to protect the ring um, as in it's it's harder to to take the ring off of someone who's who's carrying it because carrying it is easier than a puck whereas a puck you can lose very easily which is what i definitely found when i was trying to escape on a on a breakaway in ice hockey the first few times i'm you know skating wise I was there, but you like carrying the puck, you know, I might have just noticed like any uh, beginner in ice hockey that, you know, the puck's in the other end all of a sudden. So that makes the game 
very different like it's very very fast uh, and you have to be quite quite so usually if ringette players switch to ice hockey or play both they're usually known for their skating ability fast pace in terms of terms uh, turns that you can do because you have good control of the ring right yeah Right, okay, that, that, that kind of makes that makes sense. And, and what is the, the ringette scene like in, in sort of Finland and Europe? Is it quite popular? I'd say niche, uh, definitely niche. I mean, in Finland, ringette is usually a word that people know what that means. So, I mean, I guess that's already, already a, um, you know, one battle one, but but yeah, there are around 2,000 ringette players in Finland. Um, in other European countries like Sweden, uh, Czech Republic, there are maybe um, less than 100 per country. So it's really Finland is, is taking up the battle with Canada and they have around, I don't know, maybe 60,000 players. So if you think about those numbers, then, well, in, in Europe, um, not having the masses of players makes it quite remarkable that Finland has won the last eight senior world championship titles. Um, so Finland is on a roll. Good, good, good for Finland. Um, they, they always they always punch well above their weight in ice hockey too. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, now that you've uh, now that you've played ice hockey, obviously a good bit for the the Northumbria Kings um, at, at university. Um, do you do you prefer do you prefer hockey now, or are you still kind of missing it? I think why I enjoy the most is just. Being in a team, that's what I realized over the years, that definitely ringette was my first love in terms of sports that I played because I was so young when I started and, and really just played through my like early adulthood, really. Um, so I think hockey has, has definitely uh, filled a gap in my life that I had after, after I moved to the UK and thought about, you know, what might my, my options be. And also it's been a really nice new challenge, like starting a new sport when you're, I don't know, 20, I was probably 26, 27 years old at the time. Um, and I really enjoyed that challenge. Um, I would just work on like stick handling on my own in, in practice and, you know, like trying to get claw back some of the, <laughs> some of the missed, uh, I guess, opportunities not playing hockey earlier um, and using so much time, like devoting so much time to ringette. So, um, yeah, but to be fair, I've, I've been a hockey fan since Finland won their first world championship title in 1995. Um, so, so, yeah, I've always watched hockey um, and now it's been so exciting to actually be able to play hockey so so yeah cool and what's been your your favorite memory from your time playing ring in it um there are probably a few um i guess like i'll just mention three um the first being like i guess 
more of an accomplishment that I made the world junior um, team for Finland uh, back in the day. Um, and that was really special, uh, playing for your country, um, playing against against Canada, and uh, kind of really seeing that that I could I could play at that level. And then, kind of straight after that tournament, actually, um, I had decided to take a gap year after high school, and I moved to Canada, um, where I then ended up living for. Um, well, for a ringette season, really. Um, I worked at a hockey shop. It was really, really cute. Um, and then I played ringette in the National Ringette League. Um, so definitely those those memories last a long time. And then finally, kind of what I said earlier about just being in a team, I've had some of the most amazing teammates that I still keep in touch with uh, after all these years um, and who are very much part of my life. So that's quite amazing. I'm sure people in in the hockey community can also uh, say the same. But yeah, definitely those things I remember. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's something that I, I talk about quite a lot on the on the, the various podcasts is that it's not just about how you play, it's also about the people you, you're playing with and um and sometimes I think if you if you're lucky and you get a good bunch of people, you, you will have friends for for the rest of your life, essentially. And I guess that's the experience you've you've kind of had. Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I'm just thinking now, like the kind of hockey community that I found in in the UK, which which I didn't kind of expect it to be so so close knit. Um, like whether that's ice hockey or or ball hockey that I guess I'm more more involved with now and just every tournament you see certain people and you catch up um, and that's that's quite special yeah and definitely the same with like the university um, ice hockey community as well so yeah definitely it was worth yeah worth doing hockey for sure and and do you think if uh, you know if you come to to Britain and not got to play in such a world class venue as Whitley Bay Ice Rink that you you might have not might not have stuck out so well? Where, where I grew up in in Finland, I have to say that um, I always thought that that ice rink was the you know was for away teams because of the the conditions. But hello, sorry, you... yeah, I just got I just got you saying about where you grew up and then and then it kind of cut out again. I'm afraid. Oh, well, um, <laughs> I was just uh, gonna say that I grew up playing in an ice rink that was, I guess, the Whitley Bay of of Finland in in a way. So, so you know, coming to Whitley Bay, like I was just saying that if you can make it work, you can play in Whitley Bay. That means you can play anywhere. So, yeah, you just you just own up to it, and yeah, definitely, it's not a nice place. For um, for away teams to come for a visit, so but we just embrace it. <laughs> and I, I guess the other thing you would have maybe noticed when you came to the the UK um, for university hockey was it surprising um, just how late uh, in the evening some of the university games are played. It, it was really um, because I guess I. Are you still there? Sorry, I, I think I lost you again. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm so sorry. No, it's all right. This will test um, my this will test my editing skills a little bit. And um, well, I'll, I'll not keep you. I'll not keep you too much longer because because you've you've given despite the fact there's been a lot of breaks because of the the technology. It's it's actually been very very interesting to talk about. Where, where is the best place? If someone appreciate, there's no ring it in the UK. But if someone who's listening to this wanted to go and um, sort of look up ring it highlights or something like that is it just youtube's the way to go or is there, is there anywhere else you would recommend yeah youtube's the best yeah by far yeah so you can see anything from kind of how to play ring it videos that are really really good either produced by ring it canada in in english or the international ring it federation and then they've even got like full games in world championship level if you want to see what that looks like, um, which is probably quite quite different from the kind of come try ring out videos. And if we were trying to find a young um, Sarah Latte uh, playing ring out, <laughs> what, what 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 would we type into our YouTube search? <laughs> yeah, um, not sure that exists, but what you should definitely check out. Um, there is this really cool goal uh, by. Susanna Tapani, who is an absolute legend, um, actually both um, plays ice hockey and ringette in national teams in Finland. Um, and her goal in the 2016 World Championships, um, I think if you type in just ringette goal or, or a trick shot, you're probably going to find it. And when you see that, um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that what, you know up to the viewer. But yeah, I think your mind will be blown. What is possible? Cool, cool. And just just before um before we 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 depart, um, is there anyone you want to give a, a shout out to, and then you can kind of make them uh, listen to this and, and increase my listener numbers. <laughs> um, I guess I feel like it's more so like just thanking people um, that I haven't really really had a chance to thank uh, in terms of. Northumbria Kings but I mean maybe they are already your listeners but but everyone at, at Kings um, like over the years you've made me so feel so welcome at every step of the way and and I can't thank you enough for for that and then in the ball hockey community Northeast Dexstars and again maybe it's it's the Northeast the pe- friendly <laughs> people in the Northeast I don't know but but again, just you've made my time in the UK and, and in Newcastle so so memorable and and really because of you, I also feel like I can I can call it my my second home. That's that's very nice, and, and I, I totally concur about the Northeast stuff. I've not met uh, many dull people from there, so I totally concur with that. So. Um, yeah. th- Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate we've had some technical difficulties, but it's it's been fun chatting about uh, Reggae, um and uh, and learning a, a bit about it. And I'm doing a follow up with uh, with Ella Grad Arndt. I should actually I hope I pronounced her name right. Um, I should know how to pronounce her, her last name, um, considering she's played for the Steel Queens this year. But um, um, uh, there'll be a follow up, and that that Ella's from Canada, so it'll be interesting to see what her how her experience varies from from your own. Um, so thank you so much, uh, Sarah, and uh, have a lovely rest of the day.
Thank you. Really appreciate Rambo. Cheers.